As an author, have you positioned yourself as an authority in your space? Do readers see you as an authority? If not, I promise you aren't reaching your full potential or your full sales as an author, and you're leaving money on the table. We're going to talk all about this today with Divya Parikh, so stay tuned for a great interview. Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. Before we get started, let me ask you a question. Do you need clarity on your story? Are you stuck or bogged down on a plot point, the climax or the ending? Are you afraid it's dragging somewhere, but you're blind to it because let's face it, it's your baby. I can help with that. Give me an hour and I'll give you a story audit to make sure your audience will connect with your story deeply and completely. How about marketing? There is so much marketing advice for authors right now. Lots of it works, but plenty of it doesn't. The real key is knowing what will work for you and your books at the stage of the author journey you are currently on. Give me an hour and I'll put you on the right track, showing you how to market now and also as your business grows to optimize your book marketing and get you in front of the right readers. Or how about your process? Do you just want to write more or faster so that you're a little bit more prolific? No problem. No matter where you're at, we definitely can improve. If any of these sounds like you, head to bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. I have a specially priced power hour coaching call reserved exclusively for new clients, but I have limited spots open. So if you'd like my help in any of the above areas, visit bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. That's bit.ly forward slash power hour 97. Now let's get on with the show. Hey everyone, how's it going? How's your week going? Good, I hope. I hope you're getting lots of productive writing and authoring done. Uh, things are going well here. The weather has finally turned warm, which is good. <laughs> uh, I'm not using to, needing to use my heater as much. Um, in terms of a personal update, I don't have a ton. I'm still working on Intracron. I'm almost done with book five. I'm hoping to get it out to beta readers by the end of next week. Uh, you know, knock on wood but I will be able to do that. And I'm still writing Dragon Magic and working on my course. Um, oh, I do have, I'm working on a new um, freebie for you that's going to be about marketing at every stage of the author journey. And then I'm also going to be selling some email templates, which will be just, you know, if that's something you're interested in, I'm gonna sell them pretty cheap, like $27 probably. Um, so I'm not quite done with that yet, but I'm hoping again, by the end of next week, I've got so many projects I'm juggling and trying to get done. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to get that out to everybody because it's something that a lot of authors have expressed interest in, you know, exactly what templates I use to nurture my email list. And um, so, yeah, I look forward to telling you about that. I'm just trying to get Intercron finished as well. After book five that I'm working on, I'm going to get book six written as quickly as I can, um, which will you know, probably take me at least a month or two to finish, but that will actually be the end of the series. And I'm excited to, to finish the series so I can start running some bigger promos on it. And I will be sure to let you know how that goes. 
Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for the personal update. Oh, except that my poor little niece, we actually were dealing with illness a little bit at our house this week. My poor little niece journey was really, really sick. I think she had like the stomach flu on top of a bad cold, um, <laughs> which is never fun. And so she kind of spent most of the week lying on my bed watching the little mermaid. And, um, you can really tell when she's not feeling well, because she's a very active, playful little girl and she loves to eat. So on Monday, I believe it was, I gave her a cookie and she literally gave it back to me and laid her head down on my kitchen counter. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're definitely sick. Let's go lie down. Um, but as of yesterday, she was uh, putting on her princess clothes, her princess dress ups and dancing around again. So it's OK. She's feeling better. And I'm glad. Um, so yeah, um, today our, our interview is a really, really good one. We are going to be talking with Divya Perrick. And Divya is, um, she's kind of a coach for getting your writing done a little bit like I am, except that she really specializes in marketing. She wrote a book called Expert to Influencer, which I am currently reading, and it's fantastic. Um, but it has been on the bestseller list for actually a really long time. And that's important, not only because the book is really good and can teach you how to become an expert and an influencer in your space as an author, but because that doesn't happen unless you are consistently marketing your book. You have to keep pushing it all the time. This is something that I've learned as I've started to take my books wide, um, because you can't rely on the Amazon... Amazon algorithm anymore. You have to constantly be creating new promos and constantly pushing those books. And, you know, people talk about how it's a lot harder to go wide than it is just to be like exclusive, right? To like KDP Select. And they're right in the sense that you don't get those page reads, but it's actually not as hard as you would think if you kind of know what to do and are just consistently doing the promo. I'm already building pretty good audiences on other platforms. And um, anyway, so. Me and Divya are going to talk about marketing and what it takes to, you know, keep your book at the top of the list. And, you know, if you're going to create a business out of this, you have to be consistent about it. You, We all know that the days of throwing a book up on Amazon and having it sell thousands of copies, it's just, they're gone. You know, there's too much competition out there, but it's still very possible to keep your book going to the right readers and, you know, in front of their eyes if you know how to do it. And that's what Divya's book is all about. So um, she's really great. Let's just jump right into the interview. All right, we are here with Divya Parekh, and thank you so much for being here, Divya, on the podcast. Thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> sure thing. So um, why don't we start by just having you tell us who you are and uh, what you do and what you write. Absolutely. So folks, you know, a lot of people ask, like, what is your essence? And who we are as a person. So I'm always sharing that my essence is to be like nature. And one of the, I love nature, all different parts of it. And especially the ocean. You know, ocean is nurturing. Ocean is playful. Ocean can be so many things. So to me, like, you know, that matters really a lot. So what do I do? I do authority positioning. And now you may say, what is positioning? A lot of people ask that question. So there's a difference in two things, perception and positioning. No matter, you know, how you're going about, whatever you show up as, how you're showing up, people are going to have an opinion about you. Right. So now, rather than having, just kind of letting things be that, oh yeah, you know, I'm just going to be who I am and let people decide what they want. Rather than that, if you take the reins in your hands, 
and position yourself as you want to be seen, still staying true to your values, still being fully who you are. And when you put yourself out there, so for example, I'm just going to share about myself. I talked about nature. So what is your perception? Oh, she likes nature. So now when I talk about authority positioning, it's about who you are and how you know yourself really well and how you put yourself out there. And one of the things I'll share with you is that to me, an authority, an influencer, an expert is a person, is someone like a tide that lifts all boats, not just somebody with millions of followers or hundreds and thousands of followers, somebody who's in there to make a difference. That's what my definition of an influencer or an authority or an expert is. And that's what I do as a business growth strategist. I help people develop organic relationships with people from the heart and mm -hmm. help them develop their brands and positioning so that they're able to connect here and make a difference and create an impact. That's great. That's great. So um, your position is then that in order to really gain influence, you have to kind of touch people on an emotional level rather than just maybe like a content level, right? You're absolutely right. Because think about it. You know, we all are human beings and what are we here for? Why are we different mm -hmm. than any other species? It's because we can think and we can relate to one another. And why not do that? Why not form that connection, especially in the social media day and age? We have become so far apart that it's important that we come together. I agree. I agree. Now, most of my audience is um, fiction authors. And I know that a lot of fiction authors, they have a hard time with marketing. Um, you can learn about Facebook ads and Amazon ads and all of that kind of stuff and still, to some extent, have a hard time selling your books. So what advice would you give them to connect with their audiences and really influence their audiences um, so that they can you know, grow that audience and, and nurture it for their business? <laughs> That's a big question. It is. <laughs> Just kind of give a few pointers here, given the time that we have. Sure, so one sure. thing that I will say is the first thing is having an authority mindset. And when I talk about authority mindset is that you know your characters well. You know who your protagonist is. You know what they're out there to do. Think about your reader. What is it that you want to do for them? Do they want to be entertained? Do they want to be get right there in the thick and thin of a murder mystery? Or do they want to be a part of sci-fi? Know your reader really well. Think like that. Talk to them. Connect with them. So I'll share a story. One of the authors, so as a hybrid publishing company, we have taken over 142 authors and counting to number selling status. I sat down with my author and we talked, okay, what is it that you want to do? And she said, I don't know. This is my plot. I said, go talk to people. There are readers out there. There's so many readers connect with them. Mm -hmm. For one month, all she did was market research folks. And what was that market research? Talking to them over the phone, listening to them. Okay, you know, this is the book you liked. What was it that made you like that book? Oh, it was about that character. So she literally got into their heads and hearts. And now she started developing her 
fiction book. So that is one part, which is like having a authority mindset. And you can get that mindset when you truly care. Right. I'm not saying you cannot pretend things, folks, that are not there. You gotta care for your readers. You're writing for them. And if you're like, oh yeah, I'm in this to just kind of be another Stephen King, folks. Yes, you can be Stephen King. Everything's possible. And yet you gotta do the grind. I'll say that. And if somebody out there, you can do things without the grind, hey, more power to you. But from what I have seen, it is if you want to be in the industry for long, you got to do the grind. We talk about authority mindset. And authority mindset is not just like, rah, 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 look, I know everything about it. No, it's coming down on the ground with your readers being part of them. And learning about it. Yeah. Then uh, another thing goes into right into your book, you know, your content. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will not spend money on editors, folks. You've got to do that. Right. You've got to do that. If you are looking to be a quality author, just like driving, you are driving. I don't know if anybody has something like, you know, maybe you can come up with it, like have reflectors or there are, of course, smart cars now. But there's nothing like you can find your blind spots or every one of us has blind spots, no matter how long you've mm-hmm. been Right. But similarly, professional editors, you know, content development, it, are your scenes flowing from one scene to another? And show, don't tell. Yes. Show it, don't tell. So when you're showing it to people, just think about, you know, your character is sitting in a coffee shop. It should be described in such a way you're even describing that little pieces in that cafe. Oh, as the character was sitting and looking at that small painting that's always been there. And as he was seeing, you know, the ray of sunlight was falling on that and it was highlighting this barn and the smell was wafting. It was wafting around the hole and just that smell as he got into the cafe shop just, you know, let him up and got his day started. So what you're doing is when you're showing, you're transporting your reader into that scene. So that's yeah. one of the very critical things that a lot of fictional authors don't realize. Another thing is researching. Just because you're writing fiction doesn't mean you don't have to research. I cannot emphasize right. enough. Research, research, research. So even if you're writing, you may not have been to let's say you're writing about North Carolina. If you have not been there, look for the pictures, look for the videos, just entrench yourself. And if it's possible, especially if it's local, take a trip down there, feel it, get the feel of it mm-hmm. because the emotion does come through the writing. So that's the content we have talked about. Then the book cover, so critical. The readers are looking for something that's familiar. So you've got to look for the books in your genre. They're also looking for something new. So it's striking that balance between security and adventure. I'm just touching on things here, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's great. I, I like the I like the way that you explain that about. Um, I think a lot of people hear about needing to have genre specific covers, but I like the way that you described it psychologically. It's because they like that genre and they know that genre and they read that genre having a genre specific cover makes them feel safe. And of course they're going to buy the book if they feel safe with it. If it's something that doesn't look like what they want, then you know, you're, you're going to lose that sale. So I, I really like 
explaining it in that sense. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. And then also building who you are, because even as you how to write author bio, how to write book description, when you're writing that bio, there has to be some credibility because one thing what people are going to do, folks, I'll tell you, 2020, the trust between consumer and the brand was at the lowest, even before the pandemic happened. Hmm. Then came the crisis. And once the crisis came, everybody's rushing to online marketing. So right. was, it was crowded, now it's double crowded. Mm-hmm. Or triple crowded. And one fun thing, we as human beings are less than that of a goldfish. How? Our attention span is less than that of a goldfish. Go figure. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. And may I share the screen? So that yes. way, like, I'm able to illustrate, you know, like a picture is worth a thousand words. Would that be okay? Yeah, go ahead. Um, are you able to from your side? Yeah. Okay, um, go ahead. You'll have to enable it. So if you can enable it, and then I can continue talking about it. So basically, folks, what happens is, you know, once you have written a book and your name is behind the cover or when people are visiting you on your Amazon book page, they're going to go check you out. And this is cold audience. They don't know about you. Okay. Now, as they are checking you out, what happens is they want to see if you have that positioning, if you have the authority to kind of take you through that journey. So let's say, for example, I'm, I know you have the guidance of fiction writers, but I'm just going to kind of share, like, you know, if it's a nonfiction writer, if right. I'm talking about that I help people with their authority positioning. So right there, if you're taking a look at my profile, my first book, I've written 15 books, but the first book is Expert to Influencer. Mm-hmm. Now, what that does is, oh, okay, it's the first, like in that five seconds, you have seven, five to seven seconds to grab the attention of the person. Okay, there is something to it. And then when I'm talking about business growth, it states right there. And then I'm not a flyby person. I've been 10 times number one best-selling author. So I know my craft. I know what the heck I'm doing. And then I mentioned 142 and counting authors. So I'm not just somebody who's just talking, like who's gone and done some research on internet. You can wake me up in the middle of night and shake me and have me talk about this topic for 12 <laughs> hours. And I'll do it. Right. So, and then if you look at the bottom of it, you're saying, oh my goodness, she's a contributor to Forbes. She's being seen on USA Today. And this is just a handful of places mm-hmm. where I've been seen at. Entrepreneur, oh my goodness. So these are like credibility markers. It's very critical that in your bio, in your author website, and of course we don't have time to go through the whole checklist what should be there on your author website. These are the credibility markers that when somebody's looking you up, there is no question. So yesterday, for an example, I was speaking to somebody's mastermind, probably 12 to 13 people. And the person who had invited me, she's one of my clients. And she said, Divya, you put out a post and somebody else had recommended. So somebody had put out a post and they went and checked. They looked me. No questions asked. 
because they knew what I'm doing. So that's mm. the same way. As an author, it's important to think yourself as an entrepreneur because yeah. it's running a business, folks. You've got to be an entrepreneur. So when you position yourself and now your readers are going and checking you out, right? they know you're a person like, yeah, you are, you know, you're an expert who can take them through that journey. So that is one aspect. And of course, then hanging out where your audience is and connecting with them, just continue connecting at the organic level, because here's the thing, folks, it's not about the numbers. It's about the engagement. Mm -hmm. The deeper, it's important to go deeper rather than go laterally because fewer fans that can relate to you will be more important than having thousands of fans. Right. So that's one thing. Then another having is number one, best selling. You talked about marketing. So market is, marketing is again, very organic. You've got to also do some Facebook ads, some Amazon ads. And my book has been on uh, number one bestseller since 14 months. Bestseller, sorry. My apologies, it was number one during the first several months, but then it has been in the top uh, top 100, which is considered to be a bestseller. You've got to consistently market it, folks. It doesn't happen. You cannot stop. So here's what I'll share with you. If you look at it, number 23, 27, 27. And this is, and if you take a look at it, I purchased it in September 17th. It was launched in August. It has been 14 months, folks, and it is still a bestseller. So wow. it's not just happening on its own. It happens with strategy. The key is, here's what I'll share. If you take nothing else away from our conversation, one thing is, in your commitment to fail. And I'm telling you, you'll fail. I have failed. I have failed every single day in so many different things. In mm -hmm. your commitment to fail, your extraordinaire will rise. Mm. I like that. Just, yeah, there's, just, there's a lot of things I think we could, um, we could take out of what you just said that I'd kind of like to hone in on. Um, so in order to kind of translate this a little bit for my, for my fiction audience, you're saying that we definitely need to, on our profiles, on our Facebook profiles, we need to be putting what it would probably translate to for fiction authors is their best-selling book that has a genre-specific cover so that when readers go there, they look at them and say, yes, this is definitely a romance author or a mystery author or whatever it is they're, work they're looking for. Um, and make sure to put any accolades you have on there. And I know that fiction authors have trouble with that because we tend to be very introverted and we don't want to boast <laughs> too much. <laughs> and so I know they have trouble with that. But she's saying, you know, what Divya is saying is you have to position yourself as an entrepreneur and as an authority in the space, even if it, you know, I, I think sometimes uh, fiction writers don't think of ourselves as authorities. But if you've written 30 romance books, then you are an authority on writing romance. So you need to position yourself that way. Uh, is, is that correct, Divya? Absolutely. You got it. And here's another way for the fiction authors to do it. Find the bloggers in your genre. See if you can get on their website. And now, if you have that on your Facebook page or in your author website, it's going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Find somebody who's well-known in your genre and see if they will give you a one-liner quote, one-liner testimonial. 
right, right. there's so many different ways the principles are the same folks positioning positioning matters even if you're like a sci-fi author right mm -hmm. and now if you have a science background so for example i have a science background right and actually I'll give an example of one of my authors she okay. was a lawyer all right and she writes under a pen name so i've got a lot of fiction authors who write under pen name so not at liberty to kind of share their story otherwise it gets connected so she was a lawyer excellent lawyer going in and sitting in the courtrooms and arguing and having those statements and putting the witnesses through and now she put her fiction book the whole thing was a setting inside the court and how people like you know how those investigations happen it was mm -hmm. very real and i said even though you have a pen name include just one line with her 20 years of experience as a lawyer right she brings out real life experiences so authority positioning just doesn't mean that like oh my god i've written i have been so and so or like you know i was the president of so and so no authority means like bring your experience what is it that makes you the person that your reader wants to connect with what is it that makes you that person they would like to read the book for so yeah. it's a simple thing, right? Even though it's a pen name, one line, and that positioned her that, oh my goodness, she has been in the doldrums. She has right. been in the trenches. So there are multiple ways of positioning. Yeah, yeah, so um, I like that. So practically, you could say that the author needs to come up with something that's related to what they're mm -hmm. writing that kind of makes them an authority in the space. And for authors, even if you're just writing fiction and don't feel like you've ever, you know, not like this example where you were once a lawyer and are now writing courtroom genres, most of us grew up reading and spent hours reading as kids. And, you know, even something like that in your bio saying, um, she spent hours reading or her parents read to her when she was little, that automatically in, in a reader's mind makes you like them, you know? So it's about finding these ways to connect with your readers um, on a level that they will appreciate. Absolutely. It's forming that deep connection. And so, for example, you know, you can even, so one of our other authors, she did not have any clues about what she was writing, but what she did was the research she had gone. Mm -hmm. And just a couple of liners that, you know, as she was developing her characters, she did a couple of months of research to right. identify. So what it's telling the reader is that, oh my, author took that time to do that for me. That's the interpretation. And again, it goes back to back to the human level that we talked about having that influencer mindset is about influencing and impacting others. Yeah. Little things. And when I talk about is you don't need to have years of experience of years. And you said it beautifully that if you have read as a child and you know, you can say that, you know, that as a child, she used to be lost in books mm -hmm. because it opened up the doors for her. It yeah. just ramped her imagination wild. So it's how you put it, folks. Right. And I also wanted to touch back on something you said um, earlier that I really liked. You were talking about how true authority comes not from telling people what to do, but from being in the trenches with the people that you serve. One of my favorite quotes comes from um, a, kind of an old movie now called Troy. And he, the, the quote just says, sometimes the best way to lead is to serve. And so I think if you think about it as serving your readers, you know, because you want to give them 
the stories that they're craving, whatever genre that is, you know, whatever mm -hmm. tropes those are, conventions those are. Um, I think positioning yourself also is just showing you, like you said, how you're serving them by having done the research or having been in the trenches, and that's going to make them, you know, a little bit um, more persuaded to to be open to buying your work, you know, that sort of thing. Right. It could be that, you know, spending the time to build out the character, living through it, you got to show the connection with yours, with the book that brings you a step closer. Because remember, these people don't know you. And right. people who know you will buy your books anyway. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's really, really valuable advice. So thank you for that. Um, oh, I just wanted, I wanted to touch on one other thing that I read from your book, and that was mental toughness. Um, I, I came to this concept of mental toughness actually just really recently. I mean, I, I think I just in terms of knowing what it was called or being, you know, referring to it by that, by that term, but it's something that I've definitely struggled with in my life, having mental toughness to really see through, um, you know, different things that I've tried to accomplish and things. So what, what can you tell us about mental toughness and especially as it pertains to writing? I will just kind of share two things, acceptance okay. and grace. On days when you're not able to write it, accept yourself, embrace yourself, and celebrate yourself. And on days that you can write, accept the grace and be graceful about it. And the key is what separates the two, like, you know, from the ordinary and extraordinary. There's just that one small word, folks, extra. You don't give up. Mm -hmm. And you don't be hard on yourself. Like think about a loved one, whether you love your puppy or you love your mom or you love your child, you love your spouse, you give them that love. Flip it around, give yourself the same love. Mm. And when you give yourself that love, so that to me, that is mental toughness. Today I'm weak, it's okay. I'm tough enough to embrace myself because it takes a bigger person to take the higher road. Oh, I could say I'm going to sweep everything. Oh, I'm tough all the time. <laughs> you know, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can be tough all the time by being true to yourself, loving yourself and accepting yourself. But one thing I'll say cannot, cannot be ignored is the grit and the grind. Remember that, folks, because you got to like keep on plowing through those obstacles, plowing through. And I'll tell you, I've written 15 books and every single time I feel that jitters and butterflies. Oh my God, I'm putting on the book out there. Are people going to criticize me? Are people, those doubts don't go away. It's how we deal with them. And always remember, it is critical to get down into that arena, show up for yourself and show up for your readers and play. It's okay. I forget the exact words from, um, President Roose Theodore Roosevelt, it's not the person who has failed or it's not the person who has succeeded. It's about like, you know, at least you got into the arena, you showed up, you played, you got dirty and you are ready to accept the failure. And that's why I said that in your commitment to failure, your extraordinaire or your genius, whatever you want to supplement with will rise. And I guarantee you that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it sounds like um, maybe mental toughness, it, it's about really hard work on the one hand, but also an element of humility on the other hand. I, I like that you said you have to, when, when you can write, 
like you shouldn't be arrogant about it or anything like that. You just have to accept with grace that today you can write. And I, I really love that. That's a, that's a really beautiful definition of mental toughness. I haven't heard that before. Absolutely. Great. Great. So, um, tell us what are your plans for the future? Are you going to keep writing? You're going to keep, uh, it sounds like you coach a lot of authors. Yes. I love it because I'll tell you to me as a, just recently, one of my authors, you know, like I met, I met her like two and a half years back and beautiful, beautiful person. And she wasn't sure if she could write. Not only she wrote one book, but she wrote a second book. It's like birthing a child. And as every child is precious, it's that preciousness with every author. When you see them holding that book and you know what? Writing is cathartic. Writing is something that elevates us, that uplifts us because we go through the process. It's not just like you sit and you write, you go through those doubts and failures and that right. elevation. Oh my God, I got that scene right. Because you are doing something really good for someone. They're people. And I'll tell you, when I was a child, <laughs> I was like the difference between mine and my sibling was quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So kind of practically, I was, my sister was in college by the time I was in like probably first grade or something like that. So I was kind of like by myself. I uh -huh. would just dissolve myself in the world of books. So books are very precious to me. And I'd sit in the tree, in my tree house and just kind of read and get lost and get to know those creatures and never felt that I did not. I mean, of course, we had play dates and all that, but there are times, right? Like you want, when you're young, you want somebody to play with all the time. Right. Alone because the books were there. And that's why my goal is to continuously, you know, support and serve the authors so that they can shine the light for the others. Right. And, and that's really lovely. Um, I, I think a lot of this, especially readers, and of course, writers are always readers. We, we always found our safety in books because we could, you know, meet these other characters that felt so real to us. But I, I really love what you do because you, you know, this, this uh, client you mentioned that wasn't sure if she could write, you helped her to overcome that. And now her books will probably change other people's lives too. So mm -hmm. it kind of becomes a domino effect. And that's what's, that's what's so lovely well, about writing. I mean, we had to think about it, you know, we are that tide. Then mm -hmm. one tide comes and all the boats get lifted. So it's all All boats rise, yeah. It's our responsibility to make this world change and it's our responsibility to bring love and those messages and showing how the characters fail and how they rise and how, because a lot of people learn from it. So fiction, mm -hmm. a lot of people say, oh, fiction books. And I tell my nonfiction authors, you know, we were having a conversation, oh, fiction authors. I'm like, no, they are as important as you are. Mm -hmm. They have their way of bringing love and joy and results in people's lives in a different way it's just the path the goal is the same folks the paths are different that's all right i i completely agree i i agree i love that thank you so much for for giving us your wisdom and for for coming on the show today where can people find you and your books well i am on amazon and Great. You can find me there if you put my name, you know, Divya Parekh, and I can share the link with you, absolutely. And yeah. one of the other things that I am doing when I, you know, I believe in practicing what I teach. Mm -hmm. So 
profits from my books go to entrepreneurs that are impacted by COVID-19. And mm. wow. it's a small piece, you know. We yeah. don't get a lot, like when you take a look at everything. And yet, you know, every single drop matters because there's, I would like to share one. I do not know exactly how to pronounce the gentleman's name, Ranasuko. And he said that individually, we are a drop of water. And together, we are an ocean. Yes. Yes. And all, I think all authors should come together and, and feel that way about what we do. So that's really, really beautiful. And also, I've got a um, Facebook group, and I'll share the link with you. You know, feel free to join our community. We are there to support our authors and just be a family. Great, great. Yeah, what's your Facebook group called? My Facebook group is called Authors Marketing Circle. Okay, well, I will definitely link to that and to your other links in the show notes so that people can come find you. Thank you again so much for being on today and for speaking to us. Well, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. <laughs> sure thing. All right, we'll see you later. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.